0: Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the group editor of Woman and Woman and Home.
1: And I'm Ian McEwan, writer on TV and Satellite Week, TV Times and What's On TV magazines. And today we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 16th of June 2023, including The Return of the Full Monty Gang in a new series on Disney Plus and Jeremy Clarkson, Richard Hammond and James May on a 1,400-mile road trip through Central Europe in Prime Video's The Grand Tour Eurocrash.
0: And we'll also be checking out the new Catherine Tate comedy called Queen of Oz on BBC iPlayer and watching the previously unaired Blackadder pilot on gold. But first, Ian, what is in the news?
1: Will Ferrell is reportedly going to star in Prime Video's biopic of John Madden, the American football coach who forged a new career in broadcasting and video gaming. What else is in the news, Hannah?
0: Well, Paramount Plus will be airing a feature-length documentary this autumn detailing the rise and fall of the infamous pop duo Millie Vanilli.
1: Pretty good selection this week, I would say, including a couple of old favourites. We're going to start on Prime Video... It's the latest outing for the Grand Tour boys arriving on Friday the 16th of June. This one is called Eurocrash. And here's a clip. 1,400 miles to go across four countries. We're going behind what used to be the Iron Curtain. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I genuinely can't get out. Uh, What do you want me to do? Be less fat. Well, it's a formula that's served them well, isn't it, Hannah? You've got Clarkson, the hamster, and Captain Slow. This trip is through Central Europe, from Gdansk in Poland to Lake Bled in Slovenia. They choose unsuitable cars, of course. So Clarkson's in this weird-looking retro kind of car. It's called a Mitsuoka. I wasn't familiar with that. The way they customize that is quite funny. It ends up looking like something Liberace might <laughs> drive on stage. Uh, Richard Hammond is in um, a Chevy pickup convertible, uh, but the best of the bunch is James May's choice. It's this—I'd never heard of it. It's called a Crossley convertible. It's from the 1940s. <laughs> it looks like an. It's quite tiny. It's an absolute nightmare to drive as he learns. So. Most of the elements still work, but occasionally you think, oh, come on, guys, Do you still need to be doing stuff like this. So they always have a backup car, don't they? So that if someone's car breaks down and is unrepairable, they have to go in in the backup car, which is usually embarrassing to drive. Well, in this case, it's a hot rod, which has got titties and beer painted onto it. I mean, come on, lads.
0: Really? It's 2023.
1: You're better than this. Um, But a lot of the success, obviously the chemistry is good. There's a lot of bullying of James May, of course, that kind of thing. A lot of male banter, lots of bants. But it's all about the production. And um, Mr. Millman, I think it is, was the producer on Top Gear for many years and came with him to the Grand Tour. And he does set up some great challenges for them to do which always pay dividends so one of them this time around is um they have to drive their cars along and they've they put archery targets on them and then these guys on horses with bows and arrows try to hit the targets it's pretty amazing they also do a bit of eastern block style um f1 formula one uh, it's quite entertaining when Clarkson is so large that he gets stuck in his car and they have to dismantle it around him. That's quite funny. So, yeah, I mean, they, they visit um, the prison camp where uh, the Great Escape took place. And kind of the running joke is that because James May's car is so slow, it's horrendous, he misses out on on all the kind of meals for starters he arrives late everywhere and he was desperate to go and see this prison camp and he didn't get to that so yeah it's a familiar formula it still works really well so if you like the grand tour you're not going to be disappointed um did you enjoy it hannah
0: i i always enjoy these i really do and i i sort of question myself as to why because they're Quite sexist, really aren't they? I mean it, like you say, it's just bans it feels like um I feel like p- part of the council culture when I say this, but it's it's breaking the kind of mold, I suppose, in a time where things like this are sort of being slightly frowned upon, so um I like it for that reason alone really um and it's they get on really well and and you know you were saying about James May and them you know taking the Mickey out of him and kind of ribbing him, and it just works because clearly underneath it all they are just great mates and um I think their banter their banter works really well the the the, the dramas along the way and I think James May says that you know everybody likes really fast cars like the Lamborghinis and Ferraris but it makes much better telly when you're in something a bit rubbish and makes everybody laugh and he's not wrong is he
1: over on Disney plus next up we've got a new comedy drama series with a very familiar name. It's the Full Monty. And here's a clip. You want to get yourself a proper bloody job. You could go places if you wanted. You're a dad. I just hope you don't wake up one day and realise what you've missed. You're pregnant.
0: I'm not bloody pregnant.
1: Thank God for
0: that. I was quite excited, as you remember from last week's podcast, about reviewing this one. And um, it's I think it's got eight parts to this and I've seen the first and it's, it's the don't strip in the first one. There you go. <laughs> I've said it. They don't do it. Um, but it was, this was a massive hit, wasn't it? Back in 97. In fact, it even won a um, an Oscar nomination for best picture. So it, it was a huge hit, made huge amounts of money. And um, it was about this group of unemployed Sheffield steel workers. And we're now joining them many years, fast forward into the future to where we are today. and we're rejoining the original cast um to kind of see where they're at and what they're doing and um it is a bit of a trip down memory lane everyone's got a bit older as have we um and it feels quite sort of weirdly comforting it's just quite nice everyone's sort of sort of the same they're on that sort of same journey um uh, Of the kind of I suppose the character they played before this is just them amplified and and you know 25 years on and um I did quite enjoy it I I don't know really if I'm honest with you what I was expecting from it because it has to be I suppose it has to be different from what they did before because of course they stripped to make money and 25 years on would they do that again? But I am assured that you need to keep watching, and that there might be some fleshy moments later on in the series. Um, but it's really looking at how the friends have changed over the years. Um, and they they live quite a difficult life, their relationships, um, you know, grandchildren, and it's, it, I don't know, I I felt I felt quite sort of comforting to watch it. As I say, I didn't know what I was expecting out of it when I started to watch it but I did expect some flesh and I don't know why but as I say apparently it's coming. What do you think Ian?
1: We're getting so many TV series that have sp- spun off from classic movies haven't we recently and this is one of the good ones I have to say and particularly what I liked about it is similarly to the original film. In the original film obviously the kind of headline was They're going to do the full Monty. They're going to strip off completely at this sort of fundraising event. But it was very much about deprivation and and, um, the economy and social conditions in the UK, you know, deprived communities. And it's straight back in with that. We get to see some of the prime ministers we've had recently in the opening titles and the so-called leveling up that never really happened and it's great to see these characters again because it, what a superb cast the film had and this series has. You know, you've got Robert Carlyle, not so long since he did a train spotting sequel, is it? Mark Haddie, as you say, Leslie Sharp, Tom Wilkinson, you know, Hugo Spear. Brilliant, brilliant lineup. But they're also focusing on the younger generation. So, Robert Carlyle, he's just got such great presence as gaz who's still a sort of rogue with a heart of gold and he has an estranged daughter called destiny and in episode one she bunks off school with a mate and they end up accidentally dog napping that dog that won britain's got talent (laughs) so it's a great storyline And then um, (laughs) Leslie Sharp's character, Jean, and Mark Addy's character, Dave. She's the headmistress at the school. He's the caretaker. So you're kind of seeing the fact that, you know, schools are desperately underfunded. The schools kind of fall into bits. And um, Hugo Spears' character, Guy, he's the CEO of the company that is supposed to be maintaining the school buildings. But, of course, they're not. So, yeah, I thought it was really good i like the social comment i thought it was funny terrific characters that we're already familiar with and it's just great to catch up with these guys after all these years and tom wilkinson's carol character gerald works in a, a cafe called big baps um which he runs with his partner but his partner doesn't realize what's why that is not appropriate to call <laughs> it that anyway there's lots of good stuff um so yeah i, I was pleasantly surprised i must say We're going even further back in time now, Hannah, because, well, would you believe it, it's 40 years ago since Blackadder first aired, and on Gold, it's a new documentary called Blackadder, The Lost Pilot, and here's a clip. It was
0: just incredibly watchable and likeable, even though it was nasty, and I think that's the addictive cocktail. Do
1: we need something
0: more
1: cunning it's so different to the series that went out but a load of those lines i still remember (laughs) (laughs) so join me on a journey through television history as we uncover the never before told story of blackadder the lost pilot so this is presented by sir tony robinson who famously played baldrick blackadder's downtrodden servant in the historical Sitcom that ran for four series and each one set in a different historical period and you know one of the finest sitcoms we've ever created starring Rowan Atkinson of course as Blackadder. In this Tony is telling the story of the pilot episode which has never been seen before and interestingly he doesn't play Baldrick in it. Someone else does. Um, he was originally cast in the role, but there was a strike at the BBC. He went off to do something else. So when they did make the pilot, this chap called Philip Fox plays Baldrick. Um, and then when it got commissioned, they brought Tony back because they'd always wanted him. Anyway, you'll find out all that and more. He's talking to lots of people, including Ben Elton, of course, and Richard Curtis, who ended up writing series two to four together what's interesting about that it, it ends with a screening of the pilot so really interesting to see that because we've never seen it before series one of blackadder people will remember it was quite kind of epic it was it was shot on location it had blackadder like r- riding across the landscape <laughs> on a horse and, and it was set in a castle a lot of money was spent on it but blackadder's character is this kind of rather weedy kind of simpering idiot with a pudding basin haircut whereas in this pilot episode the blackadder we have is much more like the blackadder from the elizabethan set series which was series two um anyway that's kind of for purists, i guess you can see that it's got the germ of something really good which will become you know a really tightly written, very funny piece of comedy after series one. So yeah, I think if you're a Blackadder fan, it's interesting to see and to see how it kind of changed and then changed again over the next two series. And you hear from some celebrity Blackadder fans, including David Mitchell, of course, who starred as Shakespeare in Upstart Crow, written by Ben Elton, which you know owes a great debt to Blackadder. I think you would agree. So, yeah, I'm a massive Blackadder fan. I've watched all the episodes and the specials time and time again. I virtually know it word for word. So, yeah, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think, Hannah?
0: <laughs> Do you know what? It was. I oh, well, my husband thinks i'm awful i just i just don't i can't get on with black adder <gasps> i just can't, I, and you you can't believe it either after what you've just said i know i know i know i just can't I've tried really really hard it's one of those things that just the i don't know the comedy just irritates me on it but i i know I am in probably the minority um but I did have a look at this and I think that I think, yeah, right. I think if you, you've got to be a bit of a fan to really kind of absolutely engage with this and enjoy it. But it does give some context, doesn't it? And I think that's the key, because um, it is clever, I, and I can see that. And I can see why it was sort of picked up and that sort of, um, you know, it, it's fascinating to see something that we haven't seen previously, and I have seen a lot of episodes, and to see how it got from that to where where it finally got to. So I think it's a really... Um, fitting way to um, celebrate I suppose um, something that is in many people's eyes so great
1: (laughs) very (laughs) diplomatically put okay well let's finish with uh, a comedy drama on BBC iPlayer which may be more up your street (laughs) Anna. it's called Queen of Oz and here's a clip
0: the original party princess, I mean, it is beyond embarrassing now. What are they gonna do with her? They wouldn't. They have. They couldn't. They can. Queen
1: of Australia. This is your last chance to continue living as a
0: royal.
1: Get this tight, lovely. It's Australia
0: or bust. I really have pigeonholed myself, haven't I, for this podcast. I I just know it. Um, Basically, this is right up my street. You are quite right, Ian. Um, It's a new comedy drama and it's starring the brilliant Catherine Tate, who, um, I don't know if you'll agree with this, Ian, but I mean, she. The part she plays she just plays incredibly well, but you can see fragments of or little bits of each character within the character she plays. I always think that you know the kind of um when she plays that sort of difficult teenager you you can kind of you can see it in everything she does, I suppose but in this um she's playing the part of a spoilt princess and she's be she's being banished to Australia now this was originally meant to be um set in Canada but they sent the script and then returned with any response at all so they reset it in Australia so instead of Queen of Canada it was Queen of Oz and um, she so badly behaved um, that her father who is the King of England decides that she just can't possibly stay in the UK and that she just has to be banished to another country. Now the, the, the twist in this is that of course they wanted her to go to Australia to prove to the Australians that they absolutely do want to be a part um, uh, 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 or have, be a part with the royal family still, that this is really key for them. Um, and it doesn't quite go to plan. Her behaviour is particularly bad. She, you know, think of our Princess Catherine and then think of Catherine Tate. And literally they are polar opposites one's <laughs> stylish and very um is exactly how to behave and Catherine tate doesn't and this is this just takes you on her journey of a of, of bad uh, essentially really badly bad behavior it it is it is really funny i think in places it takes the mickey out of the institution a little bit and um i thoroughly really enjoyed it so yes i am pigeonholed
1: <laughs> well i'm not saying this just because you don't like blackadder uh hannah And I am a massive Catherine Tate fan, and I absolutely loved her sketch show. Let me say that first. But I didn't find this at all funny. And I just thought the whole premise was so ridiculous, it it almost puts you off it from the start. Because the premise is that the British royal family decides to give Australia their own queen to try and convince them not to become a republic. But not only that, they're sending a really terrible royal in order to achieve this goal. So it's something that could never happen anyway. It's this ludicrous premise. The first scene has her visiting a school and she vomits over one of the pupils. And it's that kind of level of comedy. I didn't find it at all funny. I I, I mean, I I thought... Catherine Tate, just because of the way the character is written, kind of forces her to really ham it up massively. So yeah, it didn't do, it didn't do anything for me at all. I mean, possibly, perhaps it might be better suited to a a sketch show character, I don't know. But if they'd stuck with the original idea, because obviously, that kind of relates to Harry and Meghan a bit, I guess the idea of, of some royals going to live abroad, you know, slightly different take on it that could have worked but for me no it's this this is no blackadder
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think i do you know what i I think absolutely everything you said is is right but i think you've got to come to it from the position that it isn't it, it could never possibly happen it's all just a bit ridiculous because no one could ever behave like that and it'd be okay and i suppose Catherine tate just did what Catherine Tate does which is just be hamming up hugely. But you could be right; a sketch show might, you know, that might that might be better for this.
1: Okay, well, Hannah, we've got to that point in the podcast where you reveal what you've been binging on.
0: The Saturday night football. Who could possibly miss that if you uh if you live with a football fan? I was absolutely engrossed in that. Clearly, how about you?
1: <laughs> well, a little bit sporty for me as well. Uh, there's a very good series called Gods of Tennis available on BBC iPlayer which is about the greats from the kind of when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s so it starts off with the likes of um Billie Jean King Arthur Ashe Jimmy Connors uh, you've got McEnroe Borg you know it was a, it was a great era for characters in the game wasn't it and it's it's fascinating to see them then and now Now, we've just got time to take a look forward to what's on the menu next week. So, what's coming up in Binge Watch, Hannah?
0: Well, Bridget Christie is a menopausal woman who grabs life by the horns in the new awful comedy drama, Change.
1: Very excited about that one. And we'll be following the tall story of Peter Crouch's rise to footballing fame and beyond in That Peter Crouch Film on Prime Video. So, we look forward to those and much, much more. But... Listeners, in the meantime, keep